0: Welcome to GVN's Talking Comics Interview. On today's show, we welcome Ahoy Comics Editor-in-Chief and writer Tom Pyre. Here's your host,
1: Martin Sexton. Welcome once again to another edition of GVN's Talking Comics Interview. I'm your host, Martin Sexton. And for today's show, we are talking to Ahoy Comics writer and editor-in-chief Tom Pyre. When Tom isn't doing his editor gig, he's writing some great comics like Penultimate, which comes out on trade Paperback on May 12, and The Wrong Earth Night and Day, which actually the fourth issue of that comes out uh, came out actually uh, today. So uh, let's welcome Ahoy Comics' Tom Pyre to GBN's Talking Comics interview. Thanks for giving us some of your time, Tom.
0: Wow, oh, thanks for having me.
1: All right. Uh, so before we get into the release of penultimate, uh, I want to discuss something with you that I've actually been talking to a lot of the creators that I've talked to recently. And that's just you know how they've dealt with the whole pandemic thing, because, uh, of course, that's been a trial on all of us. But it seems like the comic creators have handled it probably about as well as anyone. Uh, which is great news for me because that's my gig. So uh, that works out. But uh, so how did uh, you and Ahoy kind of navigate it? And do you, th- do you think you've learned anything in that, you know, dealing with it that you think you can put to use later on once we get back to some kind of assemblage of normal?
0: Good question. That's a really good question. I, um, I'm i not surprised to hear you say that comic book people have dealt with it really well because staying home has been our culture forever. <laughs> <laughs> just just never going anywhere and letting your beard grow and showering less often than if you went to an office and uh, that's that, i thought that uh when this broke and everybody was so freaked out they should have put comic book people in charge of the world because we know what to do but the pan- uh as far as as far as what the pandemic uh, how it affected at it affected us l- quite as greatly as it affected everyone in one sense, which is uh, uh, there was, a, for a while, we didn't have a distributor. We didn't have a lot of stores open. And uh, uh, the uncertainty was tremendous because even when things opened up again, was it gonna close again? What's gonna happen? Are we going to have another surge. No one could really, uh, so much of being human, apparently it depends on thinking you can predict the future. And this cured us of thinking we could predict the future. Right. Uh, we couldn't mm-hmm. predict the future. and uh, But I have to give our publisher, Hart Steely all the credit in the world because he never issued a pencils down order. Even when money wasn't coming in, People he kept people working. Um, we didn't start as many new things as we would have otherwise because we didn't know what was going to happen. But we're starting to recover from that. And as far as what we can take from the pandemic, what lessons we can learn, uh, I have no idea because nothing's like this has happened before. And like I said, it has completely cured me of feeling like I have any idea what the future will bring ever. (laughs) So I I think as we go, if there are lessons to be applied by the pandemic, we'll find them.
1: Well, if nothing else, it it kind of showed you that uh... You know, is you know as much crap had got thrown at you during the time that you could you could navigate it to a point. It was the one thing I had to look forward to. Is that generally speaking, there was still something new coming out from somebody uh, for me to look at because uh, you know with the movies closed down and everyone kind of on a holding pattern, uh, it was the one thing that seemed to be a constant. Maybe and it may have been. Del- delayed from when they had originally wanted to release it, but it was still coming. So now, uh, you know, of course, you know, you've done extensive work with DC and Marvel, uh, and working on established titles and established characters. And now you've had a chance to do, you know, your own thing, create your own things with Ahoy. Is one more challenging, or, or maybe do you get more satisfaction from creating your own thing than you do working on an established character? Another uh, good question. I there's no feeling
0: in the world. Uh, than the first time you get to write your favorite character when you were a kid, you know, the first time I was able to type Superman in a script, I just got this rush that I can remember now what it felt like, even though it was so long ago. And that's great. But to, to you know, to, to be making your own characters and putting them up there is, is, is a terrific feeling. And it's not something I really did much of till late in my career. I always... Uh, just looked for jobs. I didn't really generate a lot of characters or anything. And uh, so it's nice to be able to do that now. It really is. I think the main the main thing I really like about uh, writing for Ahoy as opposed to the two major companies, say, and I, right. I love those companies, and I, I love my experience working for them, is, is um, our comics are kind of enclosed. Like if the Brooklyn Bridge is destroyed in the wrong earth, we don't have to deal with it in penultimate. They can have right. a Brooklyn Bridge in penultimate if the story wants a Brooklyn Bridge. No one's going to come to a writer for Hawaii and say you can't do that idea because it contradicts another comic book. And that's terrific freedom. Which, what it means is you get to write your story the way you saw it and not have to worry about things outside it.
1: Okay. No, and speaking of characters, as I said, uh, Penultimate comes out on trade paperback next week. And uh, for those of us who, uh, or those of uh, our followers who are not familiar with the character, can give us a little bit of a background on uh, on the series.
0: Uh, penultimate Man is, his name comes from the word penultimate, which means next to last. And he's in uh, 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 he's much farther in evolution, much further ahead than we are. He is the penultimate man. He's the next to last stage of human evolution. Unfortunately for him, he comes from a society of the last final stage of human evolution. And he's a throwback to the previous stage. So they, we see him as like this graceful, magnificent, powerful figure. But they look at him like he's simple and stupid and primitive. Uh, like uh, Charlton Heston said in Planet of the Apes, they look at him like something that fell out of a tree. So he is um, condemned to uh, live out his life in our time because his own people rejected him, and this created, like, as you might imagine, it, it created like a uh, uh, an emotional crisis, and it was traumatic, and he feels. While he projects this magnificence that everyone responds to deep down inside, he feels very inferior. And um, it really is starting to affect him and his work as a superhero. And he's got a, uh, an android sidekick who sees all this and takes it upon himself to fix Penultimate and straighten him out. So the story becomes an exploration of whether you can really do that for anyone.
1: And actually, that's the part that kind of connected with me, because, uh, you know, I've got family members who deal with depression, and I'm probably the worst at trying to help someone with that, because I, you know, I'm I'm probably from the old school who thinks, hey, just whatever you're depressed about, get over it, uh, uh, and that's quite, and most of the time, that's the worst thing, they don't want to hear that, like, I kind of understood where he was going to, and Eventually, he got to the point where even he was starting to feel doubts about himself because he couldn't help him.
0: That's right. That's right. And um, uh, But he, despite his doubts, the android, antipenultimate does take the situation and forces what might be a solution and might not be a solution, depending on how you look at things. Well, you'll, I don't want to spoil anything at the
1: end, but right. Uh, so, well, I also like that you know you, get, you got Jerry Ordway to do the, your introduction for the thing, and I and I figured uh, number one that was a, a really great idea because uh, who better understands the concept of a powerful outsider being uh, kind of made to fit in with us normal folks than the guy who's been writing and drawing Superman forever? Uh, so, how would you get Mr. Ordway to do your introduction for you?
0: Oh, Jerry's wonderful. He, I, uh, he and I became just. Friendly over Twitter over the last couple of years, he's been really supportive of our books, and uh, we see eye to eye on a lot of things. And he's, he's a terrific guy. Um,
1: so you're working with uh, Alan Robinson on this. I love I love his art. Uh, I, I've got to the point now that I can recognize his stuff without seeing his name, uh, which of course you know he did a lot of the covers for uh, the Edgar Allan Poe series uh, and. <laughs> That immediately draws my attention. How did uh how did Alan get uh wrangled into Penultimate Man? He just seemed I
0: worked with him on uh I was the editor of Planet of the Nerds. Uh his stuff is just so expressive. At first glance, you get this kind of double vibe. There's a lot of really uh careful rendering, but it's also there's kind of a cartoon approach. But then once you really get immersed in a story that he's drawing. Man, he can just whipsaw you between emotions. His characters feel things so deeply and so expressively that uh, I think that's probably his great strength. He can go from comedy to tragedy without changing anything about the way he's drawing a picture. It's like he understands all of it on his turn. You just get get sunk into his world because it's so consistent and it's so emotional.
1: You know, I love, like I said, especially his facial expressions. Uh, so you know, there are times when he'll do it where he looks almost uh, uh, sheepish when he looks at you know, when he suggests things and everything. Uh, and uh, like I say it, he's got a great diverse, I mean, because he can do the full out action superhero thing, but then he can also do the like I said, the uh, whimsical, and
0: that's a hoy too. We want to do like larger than like stories, but they we require everything we publish to have a sense of humor, it doesn't have to be a comedy. But it's got to be funny on some
1: level. You've succeeded because I I don't think I've ever found a, an Ahoy comic that doesn't have some you know even in you know really should be like kind of a dark uh, subject they always find a little bit of uh, uh, humor to be found in there. This is this is not the only thing that you got going on. I, I think uh, your latest issue of Wrong Earth Night and Day dropped today. That's right. So, uh, yep. and that's this is actually the uh i think that you got this is your what third in the series i guess because you had the original wrong earth then you had the pre the prequel which was dragonfly and dragonfly man which is actually the first time i'd ever read an Ahoy comic was that one and i love that. i love that uh uh because you know like i said to me it was almost like watching uh the old 66 uh, Batman versus the dark Knight batman uh and uh i said Ever since then, that I went back and read The Wrong Earth, and now I'm reading the wrong, you know, the new series. What what, what went into the creation of that? Like, so Are you going to do more after this series? Oh, yeah. Bless yeah. your heart. <laughs> I
0: have, we have all kinds of ideas for uh, for the earth. It was just around for so long, like, and seeing not just Batman. I mean, really, the way you can describe these two mass crime fighters could apply to almost any Superhero character of their periods. You know, there was a time when they went from being flag saluting, law and order guys who helped old people across the street, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Stick it to the man!" Ultra (laughs) violent (laughs) vigilantes. That 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 record flipped in late seventies, early eighties. I think maybe Wolverine might have been the first. It really took hold. Just to see, I was just thinking about how. You could take a, ch- a superhero's chess symbol and depending on how old you are or when you're reading, uh, it stands for different values. You know, in the 60s, right. it stands stand for service and courage and whatever you want to put on there. And, and the after the 80s, it might stand for uh, bloody revenge. And I'm not saying one is good and one is bad. I'm absolutely not. There's good and bad stuff. From every year, I just found it interesting that the same lightning bolt, or the same animal silhouette, <laughs> could could give contradictory messages over time. And I love that. I love that they're the same character fighting for the same things at all. They're the same person.
1: I'm glad to hear that you're going to do more. Like I said because I I love, I love the series. Are you going to do any more with Penultimate or is uh you think you're done what you want to do there?
0: It's not out of the question, but for now, it feels like a finished story to me.
1: I generally try to catch most of the stuff that Ahoy puts out because it's always kind of outside the box kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, uh, and you're not afraid to take on, you know, you know, you, you oh, yeah, look at the uh, begotten son and all that, but you're not afraid to take on something that someone else might be a little as, uh, hesitant to take on.
0: But we try to do things that we try to put out comics that you can't get anywhere else, frankly you won't find something down the street that's just like it. And uh, that's very important to us. And I think we've succeeded in
1: that so far, I don't think. Uh, with that, well, with I said, that's all I got for you today, Tom. And uh, I'll be, of course, following, I, of course, I always follow a voice, so I, ain't got, I don't have to worry about that. Uh, but uh, maybe getting back with you later, as uh, time permits. And uh, thank you good. for give, uh, spending some time with us.
0: Great. Thank you very much,
1: Mark. All right. You have a good one take care.
0: Thank you for listening to GVN's Talking Comics. Please come back again. Talking Comics is a production of Geek Vibes Nation.